how would you advise someone the best way to go about learning data science fast and in a smart way very quickly? Um, I'd say do some online courses. Andrew Ng's, Andrew Ng's course is very good. Um, he has two of them, one on uh, machine learning and another on like uh, deep learning. Um, I'd say ramp up on like Python, um, some intro like uh, stats, um, calculus, um, yeah. So there's a lot of really good um, material online. You have access, like I said, you have access to world-class education, data science education online, pretty much for free. Um, but I, again, I wouldn't say that's a substitute for starting from scratch. So for example, if you are looking to pivot careers from, again, like say art history to data science, um, you would might want to look at like a structured master's program at a university, yeah. full-time program. But if you're someone with a software developer background looking to make a pivot to data science, um, some sort of online certification would be a good idea. What would you say the difference is between a data scientist, a data analyst, and a data engineer? I think the data scientist is more focused on the machine learning aspects of it. Data analysts typically have less technical expertise and they're more BI focused. Um, data engineers are more really, they, they typically come from a computer science background. So really engineering heavy compared to data scientists, which can also come from a computer science background, but also statistics and, and other data driven um, or data related specialties. I guess it makes sense the data engineer coming from the computer science background because often they'll ask, they need to have understanding of distributed systems and data structures yes. and algorithms, which are more sort of computer science focused yeah, um, there's, courses. There's, they're semi-related, but different yeah, technologies yeah. generally. So I think the definition of data scientist versus data analyst is much more blurry. Companies keep changing those around depending on who they want to hire, who they want to attract, how much they want to pay them. Um, I think it's more the definition between data scientist slash analyst and data engineer might be more clear. Yeah. The data engineers tend to handle the infrastructure and the architecture more than simply working on um, analyzing the data, building models, etc. Um, I would say the data engineer is responsible for setting up the data infrastructure, as in like, you know, how you're warehousing the data and things like that. A data scientist would primarily work closely with the business to frame a business problem as a data science problem. I would say data analyst, um, again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very broad strokes kind of term. It varies with company. From what I've seen, it's, it's more like a junior level role to a, to a data scientist. Um, yeah. Okay. Are they playing more with like wrangling and cleaning up data as well or sort of like a supporting role to the data scientist typically? I would say a more supporting role. Right. Okay. Mm, I'd say an analyst is probably somebody who, again, provides business insights, but most likely isn't like using um, code such as like Python. Maybe they're using a library or programs such as like Excel. Mm -hmm. um, a data scientist is probably someone uh, using code um, more in like a research capacity. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the types of insights that they provide could be uh, very broad across the spectrum. They might use machine learning right. for one project, they might not. Mm -hmm. um, I think a machine learning engineer, as the name implies, is somebody who very much so uses uh, machine learning to provide their business insights and uh, is also responsible for like the upkeep of uh, the like existing machine learning systems that might already exist. 
that might have been um, written by like a data scientist previously. Apart from technical skills, name one other skill set that's required to be an effective engineer or perhaps scientist. Um, I would say perseverance. And I would add curiosity in there also. I think a huge overlooked uh, skill is like uh, communication. Business insights and the explainability, yeah. Right? right? And yeah, communication as well. I think interpersonal skills. Interpersonal skills. Yes. I mean, how are people going to learn this? Is it going to be on the job or is there any way they can practice this? Or is it something that comes naturally? Can you improve in it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I firmly believe that you can improve on it and it's... It's something that you just got to practice more. Yeah. Try to, you know, interact with people more. Try to be mean, you know. Um, yeah, in general, like in life, you know. Having, Absolutely. Developing interpersonal skills will, will take you a long way. In terms of like uh, as engineers and stuff, um, you're very, very rarely working in like a room by yourself um, or on a team by yourself. Um, it's so important to be able to communicate uh, like your understanding of uh, the problem to like other engineers and yeah. And to the, to the clients as well. To the clients, right, exactly. Are there any ways that you can look to improve that, especially if you're a data scientist or machine learning engineer just starting out, what can you do, you know, with, with, with coding, you can go on Kaggle, you can go on GitHub, yeah. but what can you do to improve your explainability? I think, I think watch talks, see other data scientists who have given talks, see how data science is used in business. Mm -hmm. Right, because I, I think, again, a lot of the allure is really on the algorithm, at least in my own experience. Yeah. But, you know, that's just part of the picture. Absolutely. What is data wrangling? Um, data wrangling. I think it's one of those buzzwords. But broadly speaking... Data it, munging, data wrangling, what's the difference? <laughs> broadly speaking, trying to make sense of the data that you have. So like exploring the data. Um, and it could be anything from exploration to actually getting it in the right format that, that might be consumable to your machine learning model. Data wrangling is really just taking data and manipulating it. That's my interpretation of it. Maybe it's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's uh, taking the data in its raw form and manipulating it some way, preparing it for your own use. Uh, data wrangling, to my understanding, is like um, like getting data from like maybe different sources. Perhaps you have data that exists in like multiple uh, SQL tables, um, and also like getting that data into like a shape that you need. It might be very dirty. Some parts might be missing, so you might want to just remove those parts uh, entirely from your data set. Data wrangling is a lot of things. It's the I, th I think of it as a stage before you get to the data modeling. Okay. Okay. Awesome. How would you define structured and unstructured data sets? Easiest, easiest clear-cut example is structured is going to be something that's in clear text or you know, in a table, whereas unstructured is, say, you're pulling from a website and it's very messy and it's all over the place. Or say, say you're taking video data and you know, extracting images or something from that. Um, so structured data set is something that is a bunch of numbers in rows and columns that can look at it in an Excel spreadsheet. Unstructured data is something like text in a book right. or, you know, images. It is not easily, it's not a bunch of columns and rows of numbers. Uh, right. I think uh, structured data sets are like, uh, let's say you have like a data set representing a list of like people, 
and you have certain things about them that you're noting, such as like their age, their height, um, their demographic. Um, and unstructured data would be, maybe you just have a, a list of like um, comments. Um, and then like those comments don't really have a shape to them. Some comments might just be an emoji. Some might, some might be like long paragraphs. Um, so that's sort of like the difference. So structure would be something that's very easy to fit into a machine learning model. So for example, like a table with where you have your inputs defined and what you're trying to predict would be a structured data set. Um, unstructured would be something like text uh, that doesn't really fit into a table. I mean, you can't fit text on a table, but um, there are many different ways that you can interpret that data or um, structure that data to feed into a machine learning model. Like a machine learning, like a machine learning model looks at numbers. It doesn't really understand text. So unstructured data would be text. Converting that text into some sort of vectors or numbers would be a structured data set. Right. Python or R, which is better? Uh, I'd say the, in terms of like programming <laughs> languages, nothing's like better. It's, uh, it's definitely, um, you have to base it on your needs. Yeah. Um, that said, I think uh, Python just allows us, has like a lot of libraries that allow us to do so much more. Yeah. So yeah. Python, okay. Python, hands down. <laughs> I may give advice to <laughs> I, I like Python. Ooh, I'm partial to Python. Okay. But a lot of people really like R. So there must be something to it. <laughs> I don't want to. I think Python as a programming language is better. I think R. The advantage of R is again that all these academics are putting their material in R first, and that that's the only thing that keeps R alive, in my opinion. Right. But I think in industry, Python and and it shows that Python is growing over R. Sure. Is that a legacy thing that academics continue to just fall on R anyway, or is there some sort of I don't know, technical advantage to them putting it in R as opposed to Python to begin with? Why are they still choosing to continue to put it in R? I, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, I, because I came from, from a statistics background yes. that was primarily in R. Yeah, that's what started, I'm curious. When I started in industry, I wanted to use R, but one of my colleagues was like, no, no. I Python. <laughs> so I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> You switched. Okay, at least yeah. you know you can switch. So that's a yeah. good thing. So, yeah, so the good thing is that it's, it's not too difficult to switch between the two of them. Okay. Okay. Working as a data scientist, like if it's my first role, would you advise I go for a startup or go for a more established company? And if so, why? Um, so in a startup, you startups tend to want more... Um, Startups, startups tend to want data scientists who can do the full spectrum of data science slash data engineering work sometimes. Like because, <laughs> yeah, um, they, they, they usually tend to want more bang for their buck. Um, and that can be good or bad. It can mean that you are exposed to a lot more different kinds of problems and you get a lot more experience handling different things than you would at a larger company where your role might be more defined. Um, vice versa, at a larger company, you might have a um, better or bigger infrastructure in place. You know, you have separate data engineers, separate product managers, this whole um, ecosystem. I, I definitely say whatever company you're getting the best uh, vibe from <laughs> other people you're working for. Right. I, I think a startup has the advantage of where you'll probably wear a lot of different hats, um, just by the nature of us being like more agile. Um, um, large company, you get the benefit of like 
probably 30 people have had your job in the past. So they right. probably know how to, how to handle uh, newer employees. Or a startup might just be like, okay, this is um, your task for the day. Figure it out. So I actually haven't seen that many data science startups. And, and typically, I guess those are really focused on the data science. Um, but in general, I would say probably go for the more established company. Mm -hmm. Just the way I see companies evolving is that they typically don't prioritize data first. Um, what does that mean? Well, so like, you, well, I, I guess maybe this is just most companies that exist right now because they're founded before data science existed. Right, right. But typically you need some kind of established line of thinking and, and process to, before the data before the data is actually started to collect, right? right? So if you're starting from scratch, I mean, I, I think Airbnb has actually been founded on, on this data science, which is a different example, but but I think in general, you need to have some, right? You can't do software engineering before, or data science before you do software engineering, mm -hmm. for instance, right? You need to build out your product, and then data science then, once that product's built, can help influence it. Right, right. Perhaps it could be done alongside, but I think, I think um, a lot of companies now are really just trying to get into that game and they already have that data that in place that they can leverage. Um, that's a good question. Um, so I would say in a big company, you get to work with a lot of legacy tools and there's typically inertia associated with a big company that you won't expect if something new and shiny comes up, it'll completely replace an existing sort of established framework at an established company. But a startup, I feel it would be much more feasible to do that. Um, so that is one big pro and con. Um, apart from that, I would say uh, there are differences in working with a smaller team and a bigger team. And um, I would just say it, it would it would it would like inertia would be the, the biggest yeah. difference. Yeah. But there are pros and cons to both, obviously. I think also more legacy systems to deal with in an established company and making sure the data is in a form that you can actually use as well. Because yeah. it wasn't designed to be used in today's age and whatever the case may be. But yeah, that's a really interesting question. Do you think data science can be automated now or in the future? Um, automated in like what way? I guess ultimate, well, basically, will the role of the data scientist still, you know, exist? Is If someone's questioning, oh, should I really actually go down this career path? Like, what right. is the trajectory of it? Is it going to be automated? Like, what what's the possibility of this being a good long-term career decision? I see. I definitely think um, we're the ones automating other people's jobs, so we'll probably be the last ones um, <laughs> that the aliens, or the robots, I should say, right. uh, will have no need yeah. for. Um, yeah. I think elements of data science are being automated. You know, certainly like something like parameter tuning, that's something you can just do programmatically or like iterating through different machine learning models. Mm -hmm. But as an entire thing, I don't think so. Um, again, I think because you have that, you need to have that human intervention to actually know the business on some level. Okay, fantastic. So it's still a good long-term career decision yes. five years yeah. from now plus. <laughs> Great. I don't think we're data scientists are in danger of losing their jobs anytime soon. Okay, good, good to know. Would you have any sort of general advice for aspiring data scientists in terms of getting into the industry and preparing for interviews, anything that you found really beneficial, tools, resources whatsoever? Sure. Um, I would suggest definitely having a good online, like a solid online portfolio, especially on, on GitHub or maybe competitive data science websites like Kaggle. 
try to, you know, it, it helps because one, it gives you experience in working with data, um, real world data. Two, it gives you a window into what's actually out there. Um, so that would be, that would be nice. And then three, it also is a, a great way to showcase what you already know. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to gauge your skills and, you know, your strengths based purely off of a one-page resume. But if you can direct somebody to your GitHub repository or a blog that you have, it becomes clear that, you know, um, what, 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 your, what your skill sets are. Data science interviews are so different for every company. Uh, I, I think one, review all the machine learning and everything that you've learned before. Mm -hmm. um, and two, just understand what the business is doing and how they're using their data. Mm. Top tips. Yeah, I'd say um, there's a website called Kaggle and stuff. And they often have um, very specific uh, case studies that you can um, uh, like join in yourself or look at other people's solutions. Um, and you definitely would want to perhaps look at similar studies to what your uh, target company is experiencing. I think being able to show uh, solutions to the problems they're facing would uh, be very good. Well, the industry is getting highly concentrated right now because, like you said, it's, uh, it's everyone seems to want to do this because it is um, so up and coming. Um, yeah, you just got to study a lot and read a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. The internet is there. There's lots of resources and tools. Um, did you utilize things like GitHub a lot in terms of practicing? you know, some data science projects, the practical element of it, because obviously, yeah, you do have to read a lot. But, you know, in that sense, what was your experience? Um, try to do Kaggle challenges as much as you can, um, just to test yourself against other data scientists. And instead of doing um, data science projects in your own little vacuum without comparing yourself to others, it, it's much better to do it with some kind of um, benchmark.